Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 76. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. How are you, Fisher? All good? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Uh, we've t- entitled this podcast, episode 76, Trump's Got It, uh, which is in reference to the, obviously, Donald Trump uh, apparently having COVID-19, but also uh, the Roy Orbison song, You've Got It, or is it, She's Got You've Got It, isn't it? Is it you or is it me? Yeah, so you're going to play a bit? Of, I don't yeah. know. Are you or me going to play it? Uh, shall I play it? Since I've got the buttons Go in on, front you of play me. It. Here we go. So here you go. Here is uh, the song intro for episode 76, Trump's Got It. He didn't wear a face mask for such a very long time. Thought he was immune and the virus would pass him by One shot of bleach won't keep him safe Let's pray he doesn't slip away Didn't think he would, Trump's got it He didn't think he could Trump's got it, he thought it was fake Trump's got it, Trumpy Trump's got it So that's my best impression of uh, Roy Orbison there, what do you think of that? Very good, very good Of course this is for someone oh, yeah. who, who, who from the start said it was a bit of a fake virus didn't he? didn't really believe in it uh, I'm surprised he's not come out and said I've not been given coronavirus. I've not got COVID-19. I've got COVID-20. They gave me COVID-20. <laughs> I'm the first person to have COVID-20. It's better than COVID-19. <laughs> so I got COVID-20. But yeah, he, he, he claimed there's not much to worry about, but he seems to have got it himself. And quite a lot of people have also got it. And uh, no doubt we will discuss that later on in the episode. Um, I'm sure I we suppose will. suppose my, my, my first question really is, uh, Jimbo, I hope everything's going okay. And um, I can't help notice that you're wearing something a little bit different on your face at the moment. It's time for breaking news. So you may remember in the last episode, um, I got quite a lot of breaking news actually for this one. In the last episode, I said I was getting uh, laser eye surgery. Uh, that has happened now. Uh, so my yeah, eyes... but Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo, what I want to know is why has someone drawn a, a big black line above your eyebrows and <laughs> another black line underneath your eyes? This is what it looks like. Well, uh, these are what I'm supposed to sleep in to avoid uh, hurting my eyes or rubbing my eyes when I'm asleep or when I'm podcasting because. You know, when, you know, some of your quizzes can be that boring. I sometimes rub my eyes and just fancy drifting right. off, you know. So I've got these on for, for safety uh, during the podcast. But actually, I will take them off because they are a bit irritating. So I'll get these off uh, shortly. But my eyes seem to be all working now. Um, ouch. Let me let me show you the sort of... I don't know if you can see, but hold on. Oh, look at that. Can you see that? Oh, well, it's, a bit, it's a bit bloodshot, that, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's the... Uh, that's the that's kind of what you get as a result of it for a few weeks. But uh, I can see 2020 vision in 2020. Oh. And also, are you a big cricket fan of the shortest uh, format of the game? I am, yes. Because, again, yeah. again, that is something I find very boring. So the quicker it can be over with, the, the better. So many reasons yeah. for getting it done. Um, so alongside that as well, uh, I am, as you can see, in a new studio. Yeah, very nice. In, very nice. Uh, we could call it the loft, the hatch, maybe. Jimbo from the hatch, the loft hatch, the loft, I don't know, the attic. Um, so so I'm in a new setup. It means I can get everything on the desk without having to try and balance my um, 
my iPad in a drawer, which is what I normally had to do on my old desk. So I managed to upgrade the podcasting equipment. Um, so we've got extra um, <laughs> things here. And the good thing about this, of course, is that uh, it is obviously good good value. Yeah. Bespoke for us. You Fisher got, Price, ex- thanks very much. You got a discount on that, didn't you, Fisher? Um, yeah. If I can play this for you. Hold on. Did you get that? Eventually, yes. Yeah. But I think I sort of spoke over it after you spent that long trying <laughs> to get it playing. So there you go. Um, well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. So I've upgraded the podcast equipment while we're up here as well. Um, so yeah, yeah all, was, all good. Very good. I was at mum and dad's earlier, and um, uh, they've got quite a lot of toys out for my brother's uh, kids nowadays because the grandchildren come around. So at mum and dad's house, it's sort of full of uh, there's a little toy box, and uh, I found an abacus. I'm quite into my math, so I thought, tell you what. I mess around the abacus, but yeah, I like to be a bit, uh, bit cheeky, a bit naughty. So I put the number five three one eight zero zero eight, which told me when I was a kid. Classic. Used to do that on a calculator, turn it upside down, spot the word boobies. Classic. I'll be honest, not quite the same on an abacus, really. Your didn't, uh, didn't quite get the same effect. Your nephews aren't old enough to understand that yet, either, are they? They probably aren't. No, and even then, they wouldn't, uh, won't quite see what was going on. But never mind. <laughs> Any more breaking news, Fisher, from yourself? Uh, not that I can think of, no. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if we want to move on and open our beers. We've got a beer. Well, before we move on, because uh, uh, this is kind oh, of okay. the bit where we update de- update each other on what's been going on in uh, in our lives and stuff like that. So uh, I also yeah. want a bit of a... And I, I thought this could be sometimes a feature of mine as well, maybe, because I, I, I kind of want a, a Jimbo's Grumble of the Week or Moan of the Week. And, and I'm going to aim this at at the elderly audience, Okay. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is this is in jest as well. So just right, I go sw- and and before I have my eyes done, I, I go swimming, and I can't go swimming now for for a week or so anyway. But my moan is right that you know, like during all this COVID nineteen, they've opened the supermarkets earlier up for older people, haven't they? So they can go, and a yeah. lot of that was really down to um, idiots who were going and rushing in and and panic buying, which left nothing for older people and stuff like that. So I couldn't understand why they open the shop up for older, older people so they can go and get the shop in without having to rush and all that kind of thing, get everything they need. But as well as that, I go, and this is an ongoing problem, okay? I, I go swimming, all right? And the swimming centres have reopened up for us to go swimming. And I try and go on my lunch hour because I work from home. I try and go for, on my lunch hour. Um, so that, that that's not too bad for me. That works okay. Um, or my alternative to go on my lunch hour is to go first thing in the morning, like between you know, like 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock before I start work. But when I go at that time, between 7 and 9 o'clock, it's absolutely rammed full of retired people. And I don't understand why. Because they've got all day to go. Yeah, why aren't they they in the supermarket doing the shopping? Exactly. At that particular point in time. And I I understand that, you know, some some retired older people, they have got grandchildren responsibilities. So, yeah, in the day, you know, fair enough, you know, those time of day, maybe they are taking kids to school, looking after them, whatever. So I understand that, but not surely not all of them. That A lot of them could go any time of day, but they choose to go between 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock in the morning, the, the time when working people can go. And this is the same for doctors, for dentists, for optician appointments. We could... They, oh, wait, don't they just get everything? And they get free money. <laughs> they get there, they go there and their free bus pass. Actually, no, they get down at that time of day. It's only no. half past nine, isn't it, that uh, you get free travel? That's my little bit of a moan. What do you think? I think I mean, old people think are perfectly entitled to go to the super swim bath whenever they want, in all honesty. Well, yeah, look, I'm only doing this because it works for Piers Morgan to moan about things that uh, are inappropriate to moan about. I don't know if our listenership's just gone up a bit or not. 
I mean, what he's, the thing is, he's got a captive audience, hasn't he? So he just gets to sort of, you know, say what he wants at whatever time of day. You know, maybe that's why they're out of the house between seven and nine at swimming, because then they don't have to endure Piers Morgan on Good Morning's Britain. So I take it all well, back. I take it all back anyway. Are we ready to move on? Let's move on. So, uh, it's time for beer. What have you got, Fisher? Um, well, obviously, having been to the Isle of Wight recently, I bought some Isle of Wight beer back with me, uh, which is basically beer that was made by a brewery on the Isle of Wight. Uh, this one is from Yates's Brewery. It's called Islander. So, um, I'll be honest, not the most inventive name I've ever heard if you're based on the Isle of Wight. Um, brewed on the Isle of Wight, 4%. Uh, that means it's 4% alcohol, not 4% of it is brewed on the Isle of Wight, I seem to add. Um, style, uh, traditional English ale. So, great tasting notes there. Serve, chilled, uh, a very easy, for some reason I don't quite know why it's got very in capital letters, a very easy drinking Isle of Wight amber coloured ale, brewed with Goldings and Chinook hops, and giving a full bodied taste. I mean, they're used to capital letters, and this is nothing short of abysmal, to be honest, but um, but there we go. And Ro- roasts, I mean, I, I don't know who's proofread this, but it says, food pairing, great with any locally caught seafood, or enjoyed with roast chicken or pork, and it's got a capital R for roast, but lowercase c for chicken, and an uppercase p for pork. So no idea what's going on there. And w- and what's it what's it called again? Um, I don't know. But by the way, you've just uh, you've just kind of gone a bit blurred there, Jim. It's okay. I'm oh. back. I've just started recording the video as well as a backup. Oh right, okay, very good. Um, <laughs> so the, the beer is called Islander. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, beer on the Isle of Wight. I think it was the Aces Brew that we actually went to, where I said that I asked them if they had any beers, and they said no, I can't buy any. Please go to Morrison's. Um, but there we go. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to have this. Uh, what, what have you got, Jimbo? Uh, so I have got um, because I have moved studios. Uh, I have got I've I've moved town. Well, I haven't, I haven't really moved towns, but we could say that this now this is this this area now is now Jamestown, okay. Thornbridge Brewery. This area, where, I, this area <laughs> where I've just opened my beer is called Trophy Town by the looks of it. <laughs> You're like struggling a bit. So Jamestown Thornbridge New England IPA 5.9% quite a strong one and obviously Thornbridge our local well fairly local brewing it's uh, is it Derbyshire area Derbyshire, the, uh, I think, yeah. canned by Thornbridge Riverside Brewery Bakewell there we go uh, so that's my beer and I've also wearing a sporting a t-shirt today but if you can read that for sure it's say cheers for the beers cheers for the beers there we go I uh, got uh, lots of beers for my birthday which was just the other week as well so there you go there's a, a bit of breaking news too so should we move on of course, yes. Many happy returns, Jimbo. Thanks. Uh, so it's show and tell time. My show and tell, then, this time, is... Um, let me have a look. Here we go. I should have picked them up. Okay, so I say I've got room on the desk, but I've not got room on the desk for absolutely everything. Uh, my show and tell item are these. They're a little pair of shoes, by the looks of it. Before you say, uh, no, I haven't been wearing these today. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can see that, you can see that they're very small pairs of shoes. Okay, yes. are they a bit worn out on the front, or is that the style to them? Uh, I can't, it might be the light isn't. Well, they're quite old. Um, do you want my? Do you want? The, do you want the reasons as to what these are, and you can guess which of the reasons is is true as to where and how where they've come from. I know what they are. They're a small pair of shoes. Okay, but do you want do you want the, do you want the, what the you know what I mean? I want the story behind so them. Yes, there's, there's two stories behind this, and uh, Fisher's going to try and guess which one is real, which one is false. So story number one, then these shoes are from a Russian pen friend I had when I was about eight or nine. Okay. Number two is that these shoes 
are my very first pair of shoes. Okay? So which of them is the correct reason for these shoes? What is the story behind these shoes? So either, one, they're from a Russian pen friend I had when I was eight or nine, or they are my first ever pair of shoes. Um, okay, so this Russian pen friend that you had, um, did you feel it was necessary to make friends with a Russian pen friend due to your inability to make friends with local children? Or um, Yeah, the, the reasoning behind it was my... I think it was something to do with my grandma, who used to send... I'm sure it was something to do with this sending, like, you know, like, them shoebox appeal things. Um, oh, that's a bit appropriate. And so you sent a shoebox out and they sent you some <laughs> shoes back. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, but you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was something to do with this sort of scheme to do with charity shops and, and yeah. they knew someone in, in Russia and it was like, you know, that it'd be good to get pen, a pen friend scheme got going or whatever. So I had a friend in Russia who was a, a pen friend and, uh, yeah, and, and, and the reason behind the shoes is that his family were cobblers, and these were a pair of shoes as an sent as an example. Yeah, well, that's a load of cobblers. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, so your second, your second story, your second. Uh, what, what, what was his pen friend called? Sergey. Sergey. Okay. Uh, what was his surname? Uh, I don't know if he had a, a surname. He was a meerkat. Um, yeah. I'm only joking. I, I I can't remember his surname if if I'm completely honest. Sergey, how do you manufacture a pair of shoes off? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that what his name was? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how come you... Yeah, carry on. Are you still in contact with Sergey? Not anymore, no. I don't think it lasted very long, to be honest. I mean, you don't think it lasted very long. You were on the pen front. Well, you know, I told him I liked James Bond films and he was a bit uh, disappointed how Russians are portrayed in James Bond. So we stopped talking. I'm only joking. You... No. He sent me some Norichok and uh, now I'm only joking <laughs> again. Uh, no, it's just, just one of those things It didn't uh, just, you know... it. I, I was getting too old to be writing. Like I, I other friends, like you said, I wanted to, you know, I, I did the pen friend thing for a while, and you know, didn't know what else there was to say really. Um, how come you've never mentioned him to me before? Because uh, just never did really. It's just something that that never's come up, I suppose. And it was something I didn't do for a long amount of time. But yeah. Did you send anything back to him in return? Say that your dad used to work for Halford, so therefore you sent him some chamois leathers and some <laughs> car polish? I, or... said, I said I've got a friend who, uh, who whose dad works for Schweppes, so I sent him a bottle of lemonade. Yeah, uh... yeah some tonic water. <laughs> it's actually before I knew you, actually, I think, so that, that can't have been true. No, uh, I did send some postcards of the UK, and right. they he sent me postcards back as well of different places in Russia. Okay, which, which places in Russia were there? Moscow. Send- Oscar, yeah. I can't remember. Anywhere else? I can't remember. All oh, right, so you just happened to have mentioned the capital city in, in starting, Russia, which I'm is probably the one you can remember. I'm starting to think, I don't know whether he was from Ukraine. Okay. Is he um, Russian so, or from Ukraine? I think he was sorry, Russian. I'm, I'm sure he was Russian. Okay. Um, so the second story is obviously that uh, they are your first ever pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, how big are they? What size? Because they look quite big to me to be a first pair of shoes. Uh, well... The writing's in Russian, so I <laughs> no, I I can't. To be honest, they're uh, they're quite old, so it's, I can't actually see. But uh, oh, is it from, I've, is I've it got... from the time? Be- is it from the time before they were allocated sizes? Because they're that old. <laughs> I uh, I've got a daughter, and I reckon her feet are bigger than this now, and she's three. But these are my first pair of proper shoes, apparently, uh, and she's got bigger feet than this. So I, I imagine. She's she's a size seven, I think, at the minute. My daughter Ada. So I reckon these are probably like four or five, maybe. Oh, obviously, kids' um, sizes though, not because I'm size eight. But that's obviously uh-huh. these are the kids' sizes. 
Yeah, okay. Um, I never understood that. Why don't they just carry on rather than rather than like go back to one? Well, I think we tend to use European sizes now, don't we? A bit more popular. So if you're a size so eight, Brexit, I think that's the size that, forty-two. What's that going to mean? Brexit going to mean for shoe sizes? Well, back to the English way of doing it with size sevens and eights and all that sort of stuff. Although, yeah, it is a, it's a bit strange. You get up to thirteen, then you go back to one. I mean, what? Who on earth decided that? Yeah. But I think you start paying. I would, might, it would understand if the if the bridge between adults and children's was at size size going back to size one. Yeah. Because I think at the moment isn't the difference five and a half. So an adult you can still buy kids' shoes at size five and a half. Right. Okay. As well, you get adult shoes at size six. Right. Okay. So you, so you don't pay VAT on. So sometimes if you buy, for example, football boots. Yeah. If you've got very small feet. It's quite a good idea to get your most expensive ones, like when you size five and a half, you can get really good shoes of them good without point. paying the extra amount for it because you're not paying VAT on them. Good point. Very Happily. clever. You can tell your own accountant. Right, exactly. Well, there's, uh, what I'm interested in with those shoes is they, they're quite formal for a first pair of shoes, are they not? Because they look like proper... They look like, they look like a pair of little dancing shoes. They're not telling you how you used to do dancing. I can't, to be honest, the, the light you're in is not, uh, is not amazing, in all honesty, so I don't quite know what they look like, but they look... Is it, is it fair to say they are sort of proper yeah. shoes that you would wear for a... I think they're posh occasion shoes. Right. So is, is that the first ever the first ever footwear that you ever had? Or did you have something I, else I, before that? I imagine, the first... I, I imagine it's not pair, first pair of footwear, but I think it might be my first pair of proper proper posh do occasion sort you're of shoes. To a, you're going to a wedding, you're going to a yeah. christening, something like that. So that's the kind of things you wear as opposed to a pair of trines. And I think... That's it. I think my mum and dad would have got married as well at the time that I would have fitted into these shoes. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if these were the shoes that I wore to my mum and dad's wedding. Right. If I would that have is thought, a true story, of course. I would have thought you would be aware of what shoes you wore. I suppose it's quite a lot to ask of remembering what shoes you wore when you were like mm-hmm. two or three years old. But how old were you when your mother and father got married? Uh, I think I would have been two, nearly three. Okay. Whereas, well, uh, your mum, my brother was. You born. know what? Jono was uh, my brother. Jono was uh, only well. I think he was zero years old, and there's a year and a half in between us. So I was possibly around two, closer to two than three. Right, well, well, your mum normally watches these videos, so I'm sure she know, she'll comment saying what, whether that <laughs> is or isn't true when we do because we're doing the live streaming of these videos again. Yeah. So hello to anyone who's watching us live. Yep. Hopefully it's working. Um, we've moved, and the equipment might not be up to what it was before, but we're working on it. So I think what one general observation I've got in terms of the clothing that children wear nowadays is that they wear much better shoes and much better clothing than they used to wear when we were growing up. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say it's fair to say. I think um, you know you're more likely to you're more likely to see a kid nowadays wearing a pair of Adidas or Nike trainers than you were 20 years ago. Yeah. Although to be fair, when we were growing up, it was probably a little bit more than 20 years ago. But never mind. So I've got a decision to make, really, haven't I? You have. Are they sent to you by a Russian pen friend? Was this pen friend exclusively your pen friend, or was it a family pen friend? Uh, exclusively mine, but I don't know whether he was cheating on me with other pen friends. Yeah, I don't begrudge him that, obviously. Um, <laughs> have, you had a, have you had any other pen friends, by the way? Uh, I don't believe I've had any. Not, uh, maybe through school, I think I might have had one as part of like a school thing that we had to do, but uh, not not outside of school like this one was. Okay. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to decide. And I'm going to say that they are your first pair of shoes. And you would be... <laughs> Correct, well done. And uh, I do think I did wear these uh, to my mum and dad's wedding. They're no longer together, but they I, I wore them to my mum and dad's wedding when I was probably about two years old or so. 
Um, there is a bit of truth in the... I did have a Russian pen friend called Sergei. Uh, did you? That didn't keep in touch with for very long. I did get some postcards, but I never got any shoes from Sergei. Okay. Um, right. So there you go. Okay. Um, Good guesswork. Well, well it's amazing the things to remember. I remember going to a wedding as a very young child, and I had a tie uh, that was on a piece of elastic. Um, and all I remember, because I'd, I'd never worn a tie before, because why would you when you're a kid who's like three years old? And I remember find, finding out quite early on into the day that if you pulled the tie down with a bit of elastic, it was quite good fun, really. And you could pull it down and get pulled it back up again. And this was one of the very, very... It, I think it's probably more commonplace nowadays, but they actually had the wedding video out. Um, so I think it's a lot more of a common thing to do nowadays. But back in back sort of 25, 30 years ago, it probably wasn't that big a thing. Uh, and apparently, uh, I've subsequently been told when I've seen this particular family member on, in, in recent times, that during this, in, in the background on their wedding video, basically all you can see is just me standing there with this tie. I kept pulling it down and pulling it back up again and pulling it down and pulling it back up again. So it's great that, it's great the items are clothing you get to wear on these special occasions. It is, yeah. Uh, for my second show and tell item, I've got an anthology from... No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked, I've looked, and I'm still searching because I'm, I'm sure that's something I wouldn't have thrown away because I was quite proud of my anthology. So I'm going to keep looking for that, and hopefully on a future episode, I'll, I'll have retrieved the old English anthology. <laughs> So, yeah, if anyone's uh, not sure about what the anthology thing was about, if you watch towards the end of last week's uh, podcast, you'll you'll see that uh, we had a bit of a laugh, didn't we, about my old English anthology, which featured a, a, a portrait of our English teacher who uh, unknowingly held it up against her face right next to the picture that I'd drawn of her in an English lesson. Anyway, uh, Fisher, you've got a, a feature for us. It was amusing, to be honest. It was, it was amusing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we, actually, should we just do it? Like a, a headline of the week. Yeah, go for it. It's not a headline for a week. It's not necessarily a headline as such, but um, I did see it the other day and uh, messaged it to you, and I thought it was quite uh, quite amusing, really. Um, and it was a, an advert on Facebook, and I'm just trying. I'm, trying, I'm stalling a little bit because I'm trying to find the actual advert itself, which I'm sure I'll find in one moment. Did you say you did send it to me? I did send it to you. Yeah, uh, here it is. So it was talking about uh, people keeping. It's an advert advising people to keep dogs safe. From a pet detective, it says, tips for keeping your dog safe. Always have very tasty treats in your pockets, cubes of cheese, chopped up cocktail sausages, which you can buy at a garage and make sure your dog knows that you always have treats with you. Recall your dog immediately. Every time your dog is back with you, being called for praise, uh, praise your dog, touch his or her head, and don't reward them, oh, uh, sorry, and give them a reward every couple of returns. Don't let your dog run free in areas close to shooting estates. Thousands of young pheasants have recently been released and most dogs will run off and chase them. Don't allow your dog to get distracted on a walk. Um, so put that mobile phone in your pocket and keep it there. It only takes a dog a couple of seconds to disappear off in the distance. Please keep your dog safe. That's from the pet detective who's called Colin Butcher. <laughs> Great name. A, I, I, yeah, it, it made me laugh. Yeah, kind of make sure you keep your dog safe and uh, look what you're doing with them with, uh, with such a name. Anyway. So there we go. Um, what should beer like, by the way, anyway, Jimba? It's nice, actually. Um, Very good. It's, it's nice to have my name on a beer as well. James Town, of course. Quite right. So, um, I've, got Town, a, anyway. I've, I've got a quiz anyway, Jimba. Yeah. Um, it's to do with the Ig Noble Awards. 
Now, obviously, I'm assuming you've heard of the Nobel Prizes, um, which get awarded every year for literature, economics, physics, chemistry, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the Ig Nobel Prizes are for people who've done things that are very, very stupid. And I was alerted to this story when the award for management went to Mr. Jing Lu. And can you remember him? Is he the guy that um, hired uh, a hit, hit, like a hitman, who then kept sub subcontracting to other hitmen because they weren't paying enough until yeah, yeah, ultimately exactly they got caught that. out? Yeah. Um, the hit was subcontracted five times, and in the end, sort of the final subcontract went to the police. He um, was given the award for management, and uh, even though I think the hit happened a couple of years ago, but it came back into news, so he won the 2020 award for that. So well done to him. So I thought I'd have a have a run through of the other people who won the Ig Nobel Prizes in their various fields and ask you kind of what you think they won them for. Is this just um, this year or is it going back in the past? Uh, this is just this year. I suspect we may look at previous years in, in future podcasts because there is quite a lot of material there, some of which is um, quite bizarre as well. So uh, what did so? Uh, all of these awards have been won by multiple people doing the research, but I've just picked one of the names who've done it because I didn't want to sort of reel off a list of seven or eight names just for the sake of it. Um, by the looks of it, it does take quite a lot of quite a lot of people to come up with quite fairly pointless research. So, so well done to them. Um, so, first up, what did Stephen Redbar do to win the award for acoustics? Is it he hit the shell of a dead tortoise with a drumstick, or he induced a female alligator to bellow into an airtight chamber filled with helium enriched air? <laughs> right. So it would have it would have squeaked. Uh, I believe so. Yes, I would have thought so. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the 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 tortoise one or the turtle one at least at least the turtle was already dead. Yeah. Um, where's, uh, tortoise, where, but yeah. where's the second one? Or do you know what they call a, t- a tortoise in Barnsley? Uh, go on. What they call a tortoise in Barnsley? It's a tortoise. <laughs> Is that how they say it? Yeah. Oh, very good. Thanks, for that, Jimba. Anyway, um, but yeah, the, at least the, t- the tortoise was already dead. Whereas it doesn't sound too nice to for for a, a female alligator. Did you say? Uh, a female alligator. Yes. Not sure what difference is in a male and a female, but maybe well, not. I do not, not differences in male and female. I'm, I'm, I am aware <laughs> of those things, but I'm not sure for the scientific research purposes what the difference would be between a female and a male. A, 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 a sort of um, sort of a male tortoise has got a, de- a male crocodile, alligator, whatever you call them, deeper voice, maybe. Um, you would possibly. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the noises that alligators do or don't make. Whatever it is, it's don't just they kind of like croak a little bit like a frog? Do they? I don't know. I've never, I've never. I was going to say I've never got that close to one, but I've actually got fairly close to a, well, either an alligator or a crocodile. I wasn't too sure exactly which it was, and to be honest, I wasn't that keen to stay too close to it for that long. Yeah, where was that? I was amazed actually on the one occasion. I, uh, it was in Mexico. Oh right, okay. X X carat. Um, there was a either a tortoise or an alligator there. It didn't move at all. I actually thought it wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it did move, and then, at which point I realised it was quite—it was real—and I realised I was actually stood quite close to it. Let, let's go with the—I uh, think because of the amount of detail and the fact it's a female alligator reference, I think it's going to be that one as opposed to the uh, dead tortoise shell. Uh, correct. Well done. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you ever, if for whatever re- uh, reason you actually end up in some kind of fight with an alligator or a crocodile. Uh, apparently, the best thing to do is just kind of hold its mouth down. Is it not punch it on the nose, or is that a shark? Shark. Have you seen that uh, they're going to be using potentially sharks in, in, within the vaccines for COVID nineteen? 
Uh, is that to eat anyone who's got the COVID-19 <laughs> to make sure they don't no, die of COVID-19? I just saw a, a news story headline saying that sharks potentially part of... It's, it's going to use a lot of sharks, apparently. I mean, there's a lot of people who just go... Because a lot of people don't like sharks, but not all sharks yeah. are dangerous. And to be fair, as long as you don't bother a shark, it shouldn't really eat you, should it? Yeah. Uh, where's it been trialled? Is it in Finland? <laughs> Sorry. Um... So anyway, moving on to the next one. Uh, yeah, so apparently if, if you've got an elastic band or something like that and you come face-to-face with an alligator, yeah. if you shove the elastic band around its mouth, it's not got the strength to actually open its mouth again. It's, it's, its ability to open its mouth is very, very weak, yet the muscles involved in closing its mouth are exceptionally strong, so it can bite through a lot of things. So an elastic, an elastic band can shut it, keep its mouth shut? I believe so. I mean, I've not tried it, and actually getting it on in the first place must be quite difficult. But if you were just to put an elastic band over there, it should be enough to right, okay. um, stop it from running. I'm not sure, by the way, if you can hear the ice cream man outside through my microphone. Mr. Ronksley, give him a shout, although he never responded. I sent him yeah. a list of questions for our podcast to answer and he never responded, so give him a shout and I don't know. Should I go and ask him now? Yeah, if you want. Ask him if he's um, available. Or should I ask him, what did Miranda Geo Common do to win the award for psychology? Is it Devise a method for identifying narcissists by examining their eyebrows, or devise a method for identifying people who are sociopaths by seeing whether they untie their shoes or they slide them off. Okay, so it's either eyebrows. I think. Yep. I think there's anything in that. Quite, I've, got got quite, eyebrows, I've got quite light eyebrows, but I don't know if you can tell if it means anything. Or it's either how we take your shoes off on and off. Yeah, so how, how do you untie them or just slide them off? What about you? I, I, can I can I guess with you? I think you are an un, a, a shoelace untier. Uh, it depends on the shoes. Oh, okay. Certain shoes, I slide them on and off. Other shoes, I will tie and untie them. It really kind of depends how good the shoes are, sort of thing. I mean, if it's, if... ultimately, I haven't got the patience and I might buy a nice pair of shoes and then after maybe only once of wearing them, I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to undo these. I'm just, I'm just sliding these off myself or standing on the back of the heels and, yeah... Oh, I go, through some shoes, go, yeah. go for that look of sort of mum's coming in with the shopping and to go and help her bring it in from the car. So I yeah. stand on the back of my shoes and go and help. Oh, her. that's me. Yeah, that's me. I, yeah. I've sometimes gone because I used to live on a on a busy road before. You know where I used to podcast before. I've sometimes gone to takeaways, stood on the back of my shoes and not been bothered to actually put them in the my feet in the actual shoes. I've gone to pick up my takeaway, <laughs> still not even been bothered to put the shoe on properly. Oh man, hear me. <laughs> Well, I've got nothing further to add on that matter. If it's a pair of nice, proper shoes, I would always untie them and, and, and put them on properly. If it's trainers that I wear a bit more loosely, I will slide them on and off. Right, okay. Um, I think it's the second one, then. I think it's, I the, shoe- it's- I think it's the shoes, yeah. Uh, you're wrong, unfortunately. Oh. It is. Narcissist from their eyebrows. Never mind. So, I wonder what she makes of the Rock's eyebrows, because he does the old people's eyebrow, doesn't he? Mm, it does, yeah. Great job. Interesting character. And he, and he came down with COVID-19, didn't he? Which uh, which I did see quite an interesting... Uh, somebody had, had done a really uh, a funny tweet on, on Twitter, actually, because I don't, I, don't, I don't want to claim it as our own, but uh, somebody had tweeted saying, uh, The Rock uh, ha- and his family have come down with COVID-19. They first noticed when they realised they couldn't smell what The Rock was cooking. Hey. Which I found uh, very funny. Very much. That's great. Playing a symbol for someone else's joke, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, whoever it is, they deserve it. Yeah. Uh, so next up, why did the governments of India and Pakistan win the award for peace? Was it for having their diplomats ring each other's doorbells in the middle of the night and then run off? <laughs> or was it for having their diplomats play the popular iPhone word game Word with Friends together? 
Oh, that's quite. I used to play words with friends. With well, I, I think it was just it was just words because I didn't have any friends to play it with. But uh, I used to play it still. I think it was it was computer simulated or or it was strangers. You against Sergey, and you put like cat and dog, and he put down some like really really long Russian yeah, I'm words. Not, I'm not having understand. that. Yeah, their, their word for cats is like got ten letters more. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw something the other day um, that uh, so this this someone had bought a so you know the old problem of buying things online someone had bought a pepper pig um sort of like plate set for a ch- child you know like with a plate and a knife yeah. and fork and cup and all that and because they bought it from france um the, the language was different on it so the words for for snu- uh, snout which were, were on the english version were around the outside of the <laughs> of the plate so snout 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 or you know like mm-hmm. a pig what a kind of pig does which is a word for nose but the in in french the word for snout, <laughs> the equivalent word for snout, is groin. <laughs> so, this, <laughs> so the lady who'd ordered this for a child got a plate with groin, 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 groin <laughs> the edge of the pepper pig plate. Uh, so anyway, um, so going back to what you were saying, um, I reckon the diplomats, I, I, I mean, I, it would be hilarious if they were playing knock a run, but I think that's probably, I, 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 they'd have to visit each other's countries to do that. So, unless they did it while they were there, visiting on missions or whatever they were doing. Uh, let's say it's the second one. It's, it's words with friends. You were wrong. They were knocking on each other's doors. And then I'm guessing this must have been like hotel rooms or something then when they had like uh, conferences or, or meetups or whatever. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I've not read the full details of, uh, of exactly what happened, uh, in all honesty. So, next up, what did Ivan... Maskimov do to win the award for physics? Is it he investigated whether crabs suffer from sunburn when exposed to high intensity ultraviolet rays, or he investigated what happens to an earthworm when it's vibrated at a high frequency? Okay. Neither of which really make much sense or <laughs> seem particularly enjoyable to do, but. Well, I suppose the earthworm uh, thing is, is kind of there's a bit of sense in that because obviously, you know, like what happens when there's sort, you know, when people are sort of jumping on, a, on Earth or there's an earthquake and things like that and. Obviously, worms are beneath the surface, and they're the ones that feel things, and that's why worms come out, isn't it? When they feel pitter patters of rain, and they sort of rise to the surface. Oh, okay. if you, when you were a kid, if you used to play on grass, you'd, you know, football, or whatever, get a lot of worms coming out because they thought it were raining. Mm. So there's maybe oh, a bit of sense in that. On it, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the first one again? Uh, the first one was they investigate whether crabs suffer from sunburn when exposed to high intensity ultraviolet rays. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I suppose there's not much need for investigating that when crabs have been around for a long time, and I'm sure they'd just not bother going out in the sun if that was an issue for them. Um, but, yeah, let, let's go with the... I, I want to go with the... But I'm sure these sort of awards are only given to people who do silly things for no reason. And I kind of see a bit more sense in the earthworm one. So let's go with the crabs one. Um, you'll be wrong. There is no <laughs> sense in... <laughs> I don't know. I think there might be a little bit of sense in that one. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd, I'd, whichever, well, in, in which case, it is a great injustice that it was given the Nobel Prize for it. <laughs> um, next up, what did Christopher Watkins do to win the award for economics? Is it he tried to quantify the relationship between different countries' wage inequality bet- uh, to the amount of time they spent kissing? So I did, oh, sorry, I didn't read that very well. So he tried to quantify the relationship between different countries' wage inequality and the amount of time they spent kissing. Or investigated the relationship between whether shorter people are more likely to be made uh, bankrupt. Hmm. 
Who's taller between me and you? Uh, I think you're you you probably are slightly taller than me. Do you think Not so? Not by much, admittedly. Yeah, I think it's our, our conversation as to who's taller is a bit like sort of who won the debate between Trump and Biden the other day, really, isn't it? It's <laughs> kind of it's not neither of us are particularly outstanding in that particular field. So, so how tall are you? Um, I'm about five foot seven and a half. I think you're taller than me then, because I'm five foot five. Really? Is that all? Yeah. Really? So I, I didn't realise my five foot seven three quarters was taller than that. But, uh, <laughs> but there we go. Uh, so, okay, let's. Five, so, five, Five foot five. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I just say I'm, I'm five foot seven and seven eighths. So obviously <laughs> that's uh, that, that shades it over you. Um, so let let's say it's the one about the kissing then. So between the time kissing and uh, the wage inequality within that particular country. Yeah. Let, let's go that. Okay. Uh, and you'll be right. Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, so next up. Uh, what did Richard Vetter do to win the award for entomology, which is the study of insects? Is it, he researched how many entomologists are afraid of spiders, which aren't insects, or he researched whether ladybirds can be colourblind, and then having ascertained that they can be, furthered his research by understanding if colourful ladybirds were more likely to be colourblind. So this person thought that colourful ladybirds were more likely to be more colourblind, or thought that that might be the case? Uh, well, he researched into whether that could be the case, yeah. And the first one was? Uh, he researched how many entomologists uh, were afraid of spiders. And what's and entomologists or spider experts? No, entomologists are ent- entomologists study insects. Right, okay. And spiders aren't insects. Right, okay. <laughs> so, very strange, irrelevant research almost. Uh, well, keeping you with the theme, yes, that's, yeah. uh, that will be the case. Let's go with the first one. That you researched about whether yeah. entomologists are afraid of spiders, but spiders aren't insects. Uh, you'd be correct. Well done. Uh, what did? There's only three left, by the way. Uh, the, 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 the tend to order uh, award ten ignoble prizes every year by the looks of it. I'm saying because one of them was to do with um, the Hitman. I've got nine to go through. Yeah. And we're on to number seven. So what did Nimk Vulink do to win the award for medicine? Is it he diagnosed a medical condition, which is the distress caused by hearing other people tune, or he, digni- he diagnosed a medical condition, which is the state of getting annoyed by people cracking their knuckles? Ah, see, bo- both. I, I mean, I, I find this research quite interesting because I think both are, the, are, are, are things that annoy people. Because um, I, I, I am personally, I get, I, I, it does get to me a little. I won't say annoyed, but it kind of goes through me when I hear people cracking the knuckles. And it also annoys me because I can't do it. Um, can you do it? I can do it, yeah. I can't. I can, I, do, it by, I can do it by accident as well at times. Yeah, I can't do it. Sometimes I'm doing things I don't realise I'm doing it and bang. The only my thing, knees make really strange noises as well. The only thing I can crack is my hip. And sometimes make my hip do right. it. Um, but I can't get anything. No, I can't, I can't do knuckles. But I also then annoy other people or uh, people close to me with chewing. I think, yeah. and slurping tea sometimes because it's hot. So I'm one of those people who gets a cup of tea and I can't, I cannot resist drinking it straight away. I like to drink it when it's absolutely red hot, but that means an element of slurping to let enough air in to cool it down so you don't burn yeah. yourself at the same time. So there's a bit of science behind it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be up for an award next year after I've researched tea slurping yeah. and I don't know. But anyway, so I'm going to go why with... You, yeah? Why don't you just do the right thing and put some of it on a saucer? <laughs> and have it off that. Um... I'm going to go, then, with uh, 
So it's knuckle, it's knuckle cracking or chewing. Yeah, uh, or getting annoyed by hearing people. I'm going to go. Seems it's the one that annoys, not annoys me, but goes through me then a little bit and makes me go, makes me shudder a little bit. I'm going to go with the uh, chewing one. No, no, the knuckle one. Sorry, you'd be wrong. It is annoyed by people chewing. Uh, so next up, uh, Alexander Lus Alexander Lusanarko. What did he do to contribute to the prize for medical education? I mean, it's worth pointing out this gentleman is a multiple award winner. I've oh, won one previously, okay. a number of years ago. So he might appear in future quizzes then. Is it? sorry, you broke up a little bit, so, there, Jim. I didn't catch what I'm you said saying. At all. He might appear in future quizzes then. Uh, he, he may appear in uh, in, yeah. in a future quiz potentially. Um, what did he do to win the prize for medical education? Is it he removed the sex education uh, sex education from the syllabus in Ukrainian schools two years ago? And cases of sexually transmitted diseases have tripled amongst 16 to 18-year-olds. Or, he is the president of Belarus. Along with selected other world leaders, including Boris Johnson and Donald Trump, they were given the award for mishandling the coronavirus epidemic, which showed that politicians can have a greater impact on life or death than doctors can. Right. <laughs> so he's investigating that he thinks that politicians have a bigger impact on, 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 on than doctors, is, what is, one of his, is one of his things. Uh, no. No, not not quite. <laughs> the second one, if the second one is true, yeah, that person is a president of Belarus, right? And he was given the award alongside Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, and other world leaders who have particularly mishandled the coronavirus pandemic. Right. Well, that's that's strange because um, Donald Trump's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize as well, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah, I'm not too sure exactly. This is Donald Trump who refused to. Um, Refused to say that he um, can't think of the right word now, but basically uh, didn't agree with far right extremists. Um, he, he refused to condemn them. Sorry, right. uh, is the right word. And they just asked him during the last presidential debate, "Will you condemn it?" And he said, uh, "What I want to talk about is extremism on the far left. Let's do, I, I, people like Antifa and other people on the far left." So he didn't condemn it. He just talked about something else instead. Yeah. Um... But I think um, I think the whole thing so with yeah, the Nobel Prize. So the first example is the whole thing with the Nobel Peace Prize is that is that it, it, it can just take one person to nominate you, can't you? Someone someone who's from a certain background or some sort of politician or something. I think that's kind of what happened with Trump, isn't it? It was just sort of one well, sort of himself. politician who, yeah. <laughs> so the first, what was the first one again? First one is that he removed the sex, uh, sex education from the syllabus in Ukrainian schools. Two years ago, and cases of sexually transmitted diseases have tripled amongst 16 to 18 year olds. See, I know this because my friend uh, Sergey has been in touch okay. and <laughs> said he's got this, he's got that, and he, he can't. He's riddled. He can't. Now I'm joking. Uh, yeah, let's let's go with the let's go with the second one. That he's so. So you're saying it's the world? It's something to do with the world leaders then, and and their refusal to. Yeah, let's go with that. You are correct. Well done. You are correct, he is the president of Belarus, and that award was shared um, with other winners, which included Donald Trump, um, Boris Johnson, uh, Nahindra Modi in India, Vladimir Putin of Russia, uh, Yair Bolsonaro of Brazil, uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador of Mexico, um, Erdogan of Turkey. Uh, they, they were all included in that. 
Are these uh, all so are, the, are these all world leaders who have kind of um yeah decided basically that that uh, they're not going to go with generally you know they're not going to do things quickly like you know we didn't and they're not going oh, yeah. to Yeah is that right? Yeah I mean the countries where they've actually done quite a good job their their world leaders haven't been included on yeah, it but yeah, so uh, the ones where it has been particularly not quite as good yeah. have been included on there uh, unfortunately so our own prime minister won an, an ignoble award so well well done Boris give you give you a clap well done Boris um he doesn't so do gestures up, it doesn't do just so we yet. shouldn't so, yeah. either. I imagine that it would probably have actually had great, great joy in going and collecting his wood, no doubt, and actually winning anything. He I was too Boris busy. Was he was too busy planing a piece of wood without his mask on in a classroom. I didn't say that. Did, did, did has he not. done that this week? Oh yeah, he's been caught. Uh, well, 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 his dad, his dad was seen in a in a supermarket in without a mask on. He was in a school sat, uh, planing a piece of wood without a mask on. Um... And I mean, you know, let's not just talk about, uh, you know, it, basically anyone who's anyone who's uh, a politician or above, it seems to be above any of these rules. And I think even unfortunately, uh, Jeremy Corbyn's been caught out as well, hasn't he? Going to a party of more than six, was that right? Because eight eight people at the dinner party dinner it was at, which is, which I mean, to be honest, you actually think of the risk that's presented by doing that is probably not yeah that great, but at the same time, the rules are quite clear. Yeah. So if you are doing it, what you probably shouldn't do is take a photo of it and put it on social media somewhere, <laughs> um, which I think is what happened. There was also a Labour MP um, whose name currently escapes me. Was it, was it a Labour MP or was it? Actually, I think it might be an SMP. SMP, MP. yeah. Who's uh, yeah, yeah decided Who that? Tested... She, is it right that she tested positive and no, she didn't. Thank she God. did a test. She did a test. Was waiting for the result. Still went mm-hmm. down to travel down to Westminster. Is that right? Westminster, then yeah. found out she had tested positive, so got the train back. <laughs> yes, right? yeah. got a train back with multiple other people on it, knowing full well she had coronavirus. She got on a train, an enclosed space with no fresh air, and, and did that. I mean, words really do fail me in terms of how stupid some people really are. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure it must be a very distressing time for that particular person. But nonetheless, it is quite clear what you're supposed to do. And what you're supposed to not even do. if even and if the rules make absolutely no sense at all, um, which a lot of them, let's face it, they they don't make much sense to me. Unless yeah. you're going to stop, you know, unless you're going to say, look, you have to bubble up with certain households and you can't see anyone outside a household. The rule of six things just bizarre because you can't, you, you can't, you know, it's, you, that means you could go out with any any person, any six group of people uh, on different days or different hours of the uh, day. So it makes no sense hmm. anyway. But they are rules and. Just annoying that uh, we have to see politicians who are part of that breaking them. Yeah, uh, Boris Johnson, as Stanley, by the way, said that he gets confused as to quite um, what you should be doing and what the rules are at any one given time. Um, bear in mind, I think we've had to wear masks in supermarkets for about two yeah. months now, probably. Well, he says it. You know what? He says it's because he just got back to the country, so he'd not f- managed to familiarise himself properly with the new new rules. Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Pretty sure though, you've got to quarantine for fourteen days. Yeah. So. Either he's not he's not he's not spent his fourteen days making sure he knows the rules, or he's gone straight out and not actually quarantined for fourteen days. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Well, perhaps he didn't quarantine because he didn't know what the rules were. <laughs> I think you're fine. At least he's got a consistent story. Here, yeah. So anyway, last the last one. Metin Erin. What did they do to win the award for material science? Is it they did research showing that knives made from frozen human feces did not work very well, or they did research? To try and understand how much weight a male erection could hold up. <laughs> right. Um, well, first of all, let me just nip, nip to the freezer. 
Um, <laughs> I could work this one out for myself. It's okay. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, this microphone uh, is held, holding up quite well as well, so we're, we're all right with that. <laughs> um, let's go with the. I mean, they're both mad. Can't think of any logic for either of them. Let's go with the. Let's go with the second one. The how much weight yeah. interaction can hold up. Ah, uh, you'd be wrong. It's for whether human feces, make, uh, frozen human feces, make good knives. <laughs> Very strange. Yes. Why would you want to cut anything with that anyway? Is what I don't find. <laughs> or why would you have frozen feces in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> Generally, I tend to flush mine down the toilet. I mean, pretty much all of the time. In fact, all of the time. I tend not to think, tell you what, I'm going to put that in the freezer for a bit. It might be these like nice. super kind of like, uh, for these super, what do you call them? Super ecological people who, who try and mm. do everything with natural stuff. Imagine if you went around there at their house for the birthday. You know, did the birthday cake sing along and all that, and then I'm just gonna go and get a knife so I can cut the cake. You know what? I'm gonna get off now. I'm not gonna hang around. I'm gonna, I'll get going. All right. There we go. Right. Well, there we go. So, uh, I, did you enjoy that, Jimbo? I, I did. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to future quizzes when we hear about former winners as well. So, yeah. well, I, 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 I look forward to that. Uh, so, we're not got a new advert this time, by the way, because uh, we obviously we have we have our sponsors of the uh, Waste of Web Space podcast. And uh, we've not got a new one this time, but we've got one that's probably quite relevant. Um, so an old one. I'm going to play it now. Is that okay? So here's a word yeah. from our sponsors. Here at Dr. Donald's Private Healthcare Facility, we are passionate about customer care and medical excellence. With our private healthcare, should you be unfortunate enough to be struck down by a virus or bacterial infection, don't worry. At Dr. Donald's, we will anti-back all your problems away with a simple squirt, just like cleaning a toilet seat. Because if it works on surfaces, we know it'll work inside your lungs too. Do you have severe depression? Not to worry. At Dr. Donald's, we've got a large stack of comedy DVDs ready for selection. Play sports? What if you were to suffer a nasty leg break or spine break? Dr. Donald's got your back. Just like sticking the head back on your child's favourite action figure, we've got the strongest super glue available. Slipped into a coma? Don't worry. We'll get Dr. Donald to come and give you a few slaps to wake you up in no time. Dr. Donald's, where healthcare and treatment makes perfect sense. At least to Donald. So I think that brings us nicely on then to the news. And uh, let's, should we start with, uh, should we start with him? Who? Who do you think? Go on then. Should we start with Donald Trump? I mean. I uh, would like to point out that we missed our Donald Trump uh, sound effect uh, opportunity last week as well. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> um, he's not very well. He's got, uh, he's got coronavirus. We, we hope he gets better soon. Uh, on a separate note, we also hope he recovers from coronavirus. <laughs> uh, and he's tested, pos- tested positive, uh, and he's had to go to hospital as a result. The, the, the biggest shock, of course, is that the uh, the, the bleach and the uh, <laughs> and the disinfectant <laughs> treatment has, has not worked. So we can rule that not? one out. We can rule out of the that that out of the uh, the trials now, can't we? Yeah, what's the chance of that? He's not taken any of the bonkers other medicine like hydroxychloroquine or whatever it was called. He's not taken any of that, even though he said that that might be helpful to people a few months ago. Yeah, um, he's done it. He did released a video last night, if you saw that. And I think Boris did the same thing, which is if you've got coronavirus, it means that you go and release a video wearing a suit but no tie. Mm. I'm sure Boris did a similar thing where he wasn't looking very well and he got a he got his suit jacket on and shirt, but it was open next to the post on his it, tie. It's very odd, isn't it? Because like it, it, it's almost like. 
because obviously that happened during the first wave, didn't it? Uh, that, that Boris Johnson got it in. We're clearly yeah. now into the second wave. It's it's obvious that that's that's kind of what's going on, and another big sort of politician's got it, and it's almost like you know the elections are sort of about to start in America and the campaign trails on something a little bit. I don't know. Smells a bit funny about it. Let's let's not lie, yeah. and you know, let yeah, you know, it might not be very well. Oh, oh the, you know, they announced a story, a, a very mixed story from the White House, saying, "Oh, he's in hospital. Oh, he's okay. Oh, he's in hospital. Oh, the next days are going to be serious." Do- and then Donald Trump's on a video saying, "The next few days are going to be critical." But I'm here doing a video. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's suggested that he got it initially from someone called Hope Hicks, um, who is his. Uh, public uh, communications director. Now, a tip, a typical Donald Trump uh, worker. You type a name into uh, into Google. It comes up with uh, Hope Hicks. Uh, might not be a well-known name. She's a presence advisor. She's a 31-year-old former model. <laughs> so obviously, uh, people interviewed him. They said to him, uh, "President, um, are you optimistic of making full recovery?" He said, "Well, I'm holding on to hope." He said, "President, how do you think you got this in the first place?" He said, "Well." I was holding on to hope. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's obviously, we wish him a, a, a full recovery, but it does amaze me a little bit um, that people slag him off and say they hate him and, yeah, we want to get rid of him. We want to make sure he's never present again. He's got coronavirus. Well, we wish him all the best for a swift and speedy recovery. <laughs> but, well, come on, that's a, that's a subtext, isn't it? That's not actually what people are yeah. maybe thinking. Let's think be honest. Hitler killed him, do you think when Hitler killed himself, so Churchill saw on the balcony and said, we wish Hitler's family all the best at a very difficult time, and uh, it's very <laughs> sad to see that he's uh, sadly taken his own life. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's obviously not not very nice for uh, President Trump and uh, and his family. Uh, but at the same time, I suppose he did sort of ignore the various protocols for quite a long time. He didn't wear a mask, all those sort of things. But it, what what annoys me a little bit is that sort of Boris Johnson in the UK comes out and says that. The public haven't quite, uh, you know, letting the standards slip and they're taking them right off the ball. He thinks it's Boris Johnson who walked around for, uh, initially was saying, I'm going to go and go to those hospitals, I'm going to shake hands with various people, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. And then, look what happens. Well, it's the same uh, thing. I mean, look, look at how much, um, look at how much now people who break the COVID restriction guidelines are absolutely put into the doghouse and fined even and, and criticised and lose the jobs yet the chief advisor or one of the chief advisors, yeah. you know, kind of got away with it and, 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 and got away with it very early on during all of this when people were saying he shouldn't be getting away with that. But Jimbo, he was doing what any good parent <laughs> would do. Now, I'm sorry, if you were feeling very uh, unwell and you wouldn't take your child on a 200-mile journey to your parents' house, then, quite frankly, I know your parents don't live 200 miles away, but you'd have no. to have done the long way around. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. I, 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 after my laser eye surgery the other day, I was obviously told that, you know, you can't drive. But I just thought, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go and drive to Barnard Castle just to see if, just to see if I'm able to. Um, just to check my eyes are all right, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, uh, so moving on then. Should we talk about David Attenborough? Well, we can do, yeah. He's he, on the old he's Insta, on, isn't he? On. Oh, Insta, yeah. Fastest yeah, user to a million users. He's done better than my uh, Ale and Audio Instagram I, mean, I mentioned last him. week. About 106, I think. <laughs> well, I've got my personal account and waste of web space got. <laughs> but never mind. Um, uh, and he's, I mean, I suppose he's, he's, he's that bored he's gone on Instagram because he can't he can't do anything. He can't, I mean, what what's he got to look at? He's got, he's got his hedgehogs, squirrels, you know. He has 
as the old man picks up his iPhone. <laughs> he takes a photo of something and he puts on some nice coloured filter. I, I mean, try. I, I'm led to believe it's not actually him managing the account. Um, is it not? To, it's not allowed to work it. Yeah, but you, you know, at least he's on there doing his bit for the uh, environment and everything, which he, which he does. So a big shout out to uh, David Attenborough. Um, apparently he's on there. You know, he does go on it occasionally, and he's uh, often just sort of, you know, looking for pictures of birds and things like that. <laughs> um, what's the matter? No, 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 I was just laughing at what you were saying. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking. Obviously, he's looking for pictures of tits and stuff like that. Blue tits yeah. and you know various other things. Yeah, it's not just an ornithologist. It's fair to say, but yes, he's. Um... Well, should, should we want to talk about James Bond? Well, the, I mean, I was I was going I was going to be a bit more slick than that. And I was going to talk about uh, parrots because, you know, we're talking about J- uh, David Attenborough looking at birds and stuff and talk about parrots. Well, I thought you got a movie link, so I, didn't, I thought it was James Bond, not Parrots of the Caribbean. Ah, mate, well, it's an easy mistake to make. But yeah. uh, some parrots at the uh, Lincolnshire Wildlife Centre who have been taken off display for swearing. Really? Yeah. What did they say? Well, they were telling visitors to uh, F off, apparently. Where to go? Yeah. Um... Or they were introducing each other as... Uh, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it amazing that fuck fuckhurst and uh, fuck fucker? Is that yeah. what we did last week? Yeah, uh, I mean, am I the only one who finds it amazing that parrots can actually speak? Yeah, I mean, and no one seems fussed about this. I mean, it can actually say human words. Mm. It can speak. A parrot can speak. No, 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 there's no other animals that can speak. I, I, I mean, I've always been a bit disappointed when when I've experienced this in person. That. W- when working for Penniston FM, I once went to an old lady's house in, uh, where was it? It was in, in, in not far from Central oh. Barn, Monk, Monk Breton sort of area. And um, I went to her house because she had parrots that could talk. And I'm not kidding. I sat there for about an hour and a half waiting for a parrot to say, and she had loads of parrots and waiting for any of them to say anything. And I hardly got anything at all. Did she, did she not just like nip out of the room and say, oh, hang on, it, it might say something when, uh, when I nip out of the room. Oh. Did you hear that? Did you hear him say that? Then hang on, I'm just going to nip out of the room again, see if he says anything. But um, this Lincolnshire Park's well known for for its parrots because it's also got a parrot there called Chico that sings a Beyonce song. If I were a boy, really? Yeah. Well, that, again, is it not one of the most impressive animals in the world that can speak, actually speak and mm. sing? It'd be more impressive if, if, if it could actually sing a song by Chico. Exactly. Yeah. Or alternatively, if they renamed the parrot Beyonce, would make a lot more sense. But yeah, never mind. I mean, they should get it on Britain's Got Talent. Uh, I've been watching Britain's Got Talent last night. It might be slightly better than some of the stuff that was oh, on there. So I'm not on about a contestant. I'm on about replacing Ant and Deck. <laughs> good point. Good point. Hey, if they want another duo to replace them, then get in touch with us too. Exactly. Have we mentioned recently about a time when we went to someone's house in Barnsley because they got a pig? Yeah, we did that as well, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that on the podcast. It was supposed to be a micro pig, weren't it? It was a definitely not a micro. It was a big pig. <laughs> Pigs go. And they basically walked it around. They, they walked it around Ward Green, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I've got no idea quite where about in Barnsley went to, but you you just drove us there and we took some pictures and you interviewed this person who got a pig. <laughs> um, and most unusual that particular half an hour of our time was, I would say. <laughs> um, so yeah, what should we move on to now? Should we talk about James Bond? Yeah, go on then. He said yeah, he mo- it's, it's been moved back, hasn't it, again? So the film, um, what was it called again? It's called uh, No, Time, no to Time to Die. I mean, maybe with the, with, the t- with the title itself, it was probably wise that they moved it back. 
hopefully to a time when uh, all this virus stuff is out of the way. Well, why don't you just get with the times a bit more and like make that the plot of the film? Yeah. Dodging around coronavirus, maybe. Yeah. But yeah Imagine James, like, James Bond on lockdown, just in his house, not being able to do anything. <laughs> not doing anything. Just has, has to be careful just in case someone throws a ball out through the window and it's going to um, you know, knock his head off or something. <laughs> in, recorded um, entirely on Zoom. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. And he has it's, to it's kind of... He has to do the old sort of like rolling past the camera thing, but on Zoom like that <laughs> instead. <laughs> How would you uh. like your martini? He said, I'd like it shaken, but... And, uh, no, sorry, I've just got to go. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> um... So yes, that's uh, it's quite bad news for the cinema industry, I would say as well, yeah. because um, I think is it Cineworld may have to close various venues because new films aren't being released, and that's going to obviously cause a lot of problems for them and their business. It's about five thousand five thousand members of staff, isn't it, who are going to suffer as a result of that? But I don't know if he was going to say the yeah. same thing. Like, w- w- couldn't they sort of put older films back on, like make it kind of a about the experience of going to watch a really old sort of classic at the cinema? Yeah. Of like themed be, nights and stuff like that. They could, you could go and watch all of the Bond films or something in one, in one in one day or something like that. Aren't they doing that with? Um, what are they doing it with? Uh, you can watch football games at cinemas, I believe. You can't watch them at football grounds, but in an outdoor location. But I think you can go to certain cinemas and watch it well, in a cinema. Apparently, you can watch football games. Chesterfield were on about. Uh, getting fans, I mean, you might have seen this, I'm guessing you've seen it from, from your reaction, been. getting fans to come and, and view the games uh, on the TV screens in their um, sort of executive-y kind of box, yeah. sort of hospitality areas. But they're going to have to have curtains so that fans can't see the pitch because those are the rules of the game that you can't see the pitch because they're, being, because they're on telly and people are paid for the TV rights and things like that, which is just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but that's how I have spoke to someone who's a fan of Chesterfield and he said the best way to watch Chesterfield play yeah, from... is behind some curtains, <laughs> so it might not necessarily be the worst thing. Fair play. Uh, but there we go. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's fortunate that they can actually play the game of football because there's certain places in Yorkshire where you try and play a game of football, but an alpaca <laughs> interrupts the game for 20 minutes. Yeah. I think you know a bit more about the story than I do, Jim. Well, this is in West Yorkshire, isn't it? Where, um, obviously, they've had, they've had local lockdowns and stuff, uh, potentially like Sheffield might be facing in the... Next few weeks, we've uh, obviously we're on the watch list now, aren't we? Um, but yeah, an alpaca uh, interrupted a game of, of football in West Yorkshire for twenty minutes when it stormed onto the pitch. I don't know where it quite where it come from, uh, but it was on there for twenty minutes. Um, I mean, it was it, you know it managed to have the sort of uh, in- interval that they have now as well, the drinks break. Uh, so <laughs> it managed to it managed to stay on for that. Um, but then after after that amount of time, it was sent off for spitting. So. <laughs> not appropriate in today's game <laughs> with everything that's going on. So there you go. Only in Sunday League amateur football. Shall we move on? Move on, yes, on that note. Okay, so uh, the Great British Bake Off has been uh, back on screens, hasn't it? Uh, yes, and I know that because a cake that my wife made, uh, with some assistance from herself, has been listed on the Bake Off's website. Has it? That is yeah. good, and I do remember seeing that cake uh, posted mm. on social media as well. Uh, it was very good, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yes, so, it was. so I've I've done a quiz for you and lost it, uh, but hang fire because I will be able to find it. I emailed it yeah. myself, and it's uh, it hasn't yeah, been. But Jimbo- yeah. But Jimbo, what about the quiz? 
<laughs> right, are we ready? I've got the quiz. So what okay. I've got for us then is I've do I've done a uh, quiz about controversial cakes for you. Okay. Um, so cakes that have been controversial in the news over however the last however many years. And at the end, I've got a bit of a cake or fake um, feature for you as well, where I'm going to list some names of cakes, and you've got to guess if they are actually cakes or if they're something else entirely. Okay. So we've got uh, seven regular questions, and then we're going to follow it up with a game of cake or fake. All right. So this is all because Bake Off's back on telly, people are into cakes, all that kind of thing. Uh, sorry, I thought it was because of uh, I thought it was because of Trump. Ah, well, of course. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it around with, this is cake news. Cake news. That's cake news. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a big shout out to uh, your wife, who, who did a really great cake, and that is has been featured on the Bake Off website. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to show off, but it's one of about 4,300 cakes we've got on the website at the moment, <laughs> so really got to uh, get it uh, fine-tuned to be on there. And, and a big shout out to uh, some local bakeries that we've got as well, um, or local cake makers. Uh, so you've got uh, Busy Bakes, which is a Chapel Town-based cake maker. Uh, they're often found in Tracks Market as well, which is a new market in Chapel Town, isn't it? Big shout out to uh, that. Have you been down yeah. yet? Uh, I went last uh, a week, last Saturday, so what, eight nine days ago. Pretty good, isn't uh, it? There wasn't. Uh, yes, uh, there, there wasn't much in the way of baking there. Uh, we had a bit of a wander. It was a bit cold at the time actually, so yeah. I had a bit of a wander around and didn't stay there too long. But it was very nice. I think every other week but, they've got different things there, so. Um, you yeah. might catch one of the, but that's a uh, busy bakes are, are often there, and also Need Bakery as well, or another another fairly local one. Yeah. I think they might be from possibly the Mexborough area, maybe, and but kind of yeah. linked to Chapel Town a bit there at the Tracks Market as well. So, but there's various other ones that that appear there as well. So anyway, so are you ready for your cake quiz? Controversial cake. I am cakes. ready. So, yeah. in 2012, a Swedish minister, Lena Adelson Litheroff, sorry if I've got that wrong. Faced calls to resign after which of the following happened? A. She was photographed slicing a cake of what appeared to be a naked black woman laying down. The cake was supposed to be highlighting the issue of female circumcision. Or B. She was recorded saying that women should stay away from politics and should be in the kitchen baking cakes, which is unusual considering she's a woman. Okay. Um, Now, the bit about the sort of female circumcision, I mean, was cutting the cake, so that's probably not the wisest (laughs) thing to do on that particular... I think you would have thought. Um, ah, well, the other option was that she cut a cake saying that women should be in the kitchen. She was recorded saying uh, that women but, should uh, be uh, stay away from politics and should be in the kitchen baking cakes, even though... Which obviously is a bit strange because she's a woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, politicians are often quite hypocritical people, so I would have thought she probably actually said the second one, even though she was herself a woman. So you're going to go with that? I'm going to go with that. Started how you finished last week, Fisher. Um, wrong answers again. Uh, so yeah, it was actually the cake of a naked black woman laying down, which um, it was supposed to be highlighting. Yeah, the, the issue of female circumcision. But if, if you have a look at the cake, it's it's typically one of those kind of images that just doesn't look. It, it looks like a, you know, like the dolls. Yeah. It, it's got that kind of appearance to it, and it was obviously widely criticised as just not being appropriate at all. Next yeah. then, in 2013, IKEA had to recall. Uh, almond cakes in 23 countries after what? A. The cakes were reported to have sewage bacteria in them. It's a bacteria... Uh, yes, yeah, so that's the first one. Uh, B. The cakes were found not to have, uh, have been not tested by food standards for large-scale production and sales, so they had to pull it because it had not been properly tested. And when you do things to that scale, you've got to have them tested you know, before they go to market. All right, okay. Um, 
Well, I'm not too sure. I mean, I have heard at times that there have been product recalls on food just because it does have some kind of sewage bacteria in there. Quite how it, how it gets in there in the first place is a slight, um, a slight mystery. Um, but also, I'm not too sure in terms of production what you have to do for, for large-scale production in terms of food standards. Although I assume you've probably got stricter penalties than if you were to be doing smaller kind of things. Um, I was going to mention something about The Apprentice, but I'll not do that because just in case that comes up as a as a later question, perhaps who knows. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to say it had sewage bacteria in there. Sewage bacteria. Sewage well bacteria. done, yeah. So uh, the sewage bacteria is, is bacteria that's found in most things and is unharmful. Uh, in in its usual sort of levels that you find it in stuff, it's pretty much in everything. Um, but and it's got like even things like bacteria that's found in human feces in there that you know that they turn into swords and knives and things like that, <laughs> as, as we all know. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently it, of all of all countries to discover that there was too much, um, too the levels of this bacteria was too high in this particular product. Guess which country dis- discovered that? Uh, America. No, China. China. Huh? <laughs> so very very busy testing almond cakes. Yeah. Not testing other stuff. <laughs> anyway, um so so someone yeah, bit, someone bit the head off a of Freddo when they should have done and yeah. <laughs> Oh, they tested the Freddos, yeah. yeah. Um do you want to uh, yeah, do you want to tell us about the apprentice one cuz it's not something that's going to come up. All oh, right, okay. Well, I think there was an apprentice contestant. It was a Condalana, does she do a um, she won the Apprentice a few years ago. I think her business is making sort of tray bakes and cakes and that sort of stuff, and then sending them out to people, and also having stands at these um, sort of food markets and all that kind of thing. Um, and I think there was some kind of issue where they'd made uh, they did not actually include the correct ingredients on their on a food packaging, um, which included not in, uh, mentioning details of certain things where people might be allergic Allergies, to them. Yeah. Yeah, um, that hadn't been correctly correctly labelled up, so I think she had to hastily go away and repackage her items and correctly actually say what was on the. I think Lord Sugar probably wasn't uh, probably wasn't too impressed. Mm. Um, although uh, it turns out Lord Sugar hadn't actually correctly disclosed it; he got sugar inside him, so <laughs> he had to change his name as well and repackage himself. So. Um, next, then, in 2016, a bakery in Sacramento, California faced a backlash and trolling on social media because of what? They made a cake for a nine-year-old child's birthday party who was a fan of basketball team Sacramento Kings. When the cake was delivered to the birthday party and unveiled, it was discovered that although it said Sacramento Kings on the cake, the kit of the basketball players on the cake was actually Los Angeles Lakers, who are Sacramento Kings' main rivals. Or B, they created and posted a picture of a transgender Ken doll cake on their social media pages. They got lots of negative comments, but actually supporters rallied around the cake company in the end. Um, well, the first one contains a, a high amount of detail on there um, for it to be untrue about the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers. Sorry, did you yep. say? Did basketball? Yeah, Los yep. Angeles Lakers. Uh, I'm trying to think where Sacramento is, which I think is somewhere on the uh, west coast of New York, uh, of New York, of America. Uh, although I'm not sure exactly where, but I do think it is in California, so therefore not too far away from Los Angeles, where the LA Lakers are. So I'm going to say it is the first one. I'm going to say it is the basketball cake, and it's got the wrong jersey on it. I put a lot of effort into that one, for sure. <laughs> yeah, well done. No, <laughs> no they created a, a, a transgender Kendall cake on their social media, 
So it's basically like a Ken doll wearing a dress uh, cake. Yeah. And it got a lot of uh, trolling and negative comments and stuff, but uh, obviously a lot of people also got behind it and supported the uh, bakery as well. So there you go. Number four. Um, a bakery in New York faced criticism back in August this year when what? A, they made a Make America Great Again cake hat or they made a, ma- they made a All Lives Matter cake. Ooh. ooh. Um, well, again, it's a tough subject, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people... I mean, the Make America Great Again, obviously, is Donald Trump's sort of slogan with his red hat and the Make America Great Again on there. Um, obviously, the there are obviously quite a few schools of thought in terms of this, in terms of racism, isn't there? Uh, some people say that black lives matter. Some people say all lives matter. Personally speaking, I'm a massive fan of the New Zealand rugby team, and I'll say that all blacks matter. Um, <laughs> so I think that... I, th- I think it might be the all lives matter cake. I'm going to go for that. And you would be... <laughs> Notoriously bad at quizzes recently, aren't you, Fisher? So, yeah, I'm struggling with it, yeah. You'd have thought during lockdown, all yeah. done, done quizzes, so have, have I should you be been, good at Have it. you done any more recently, or has it kind of slowed I down a bit? Start to die down a bit, really. It used to be it used to be one on a Friday, one on a Sunday. That's just, it's all completely stopped. So. Big shout out to Chris Dayton, who does one every... Uh, well, not every Sunday, but once every once every month... Uh, and yeah. his, his quizzes are really good. He puts a lot of effort into them. Probably too much effort, if anything. Yeah. Um, but big shout! We got we even have film trailers and everything, well over the top. But really? anyway, yeah. But it's good effort all the same. So next, then, oh. so yeah, it was the uh, they made a Make America Great Again cake hat, which hmm. didn't go down very well. Uh, anyway, I don't think well, he's, he's that, not too popular in New true. York, is he? I don't think. Um, I he's from New York, isn't he? Because they're both from New York, both Trump and well, sorry, both Trump and Hillary Clinton. Mm. Uh, was kind of New York based because they were sort of on the New York socialising scene, I believe. But I think generally because New York's got a lot of uh, sort of uh, people from all people. over the, uh, people from all over the, the, the states and the world. I think it tends to not be too popular is there. I imagine. I think it's a slightly more open-minded place. So yes, mm. it probably there's a lot of people who aren't quite as keen on Trump, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, next then, back in February, the Nepal, the Nepal, Nepal's prime minister. Uh, his birthday celebrations were marred by cake controversy when what happened? A, the Nepal flag on the cake was actually the wrong way around, uh, which meant that two of the symbols on the flag were actually in the opposite position on the cake to what they should be. So if you've seen Nepal's flag, but it's got like two sort of symbols on it, but they were kind of yeah. the wrong way around. It's The flag's unusual, actually. It's like two sort of triangle things. It's not yeah. square. But anyway, uh, or B... The cake was uh, a map of Nepal, and according to law in Nepal, using the flag, emblem, coat of arms, um, or map of the country in, in inappropriate places is forbidden, and the fact that the Prime Minister was slicing a cake depicted, uh, uh, which depicted a map of the country indicated a motive to disintegrate the, comp- uh, the country. Yeah. Um, well, they're both fairly plausible. Um, certainly, the, you're right in what you say about Nepal's flag. It's quite an unusual shape. It's not, uh, not just a normal square or rectangular flag like most countries have. However, again, could could cutting the cake be seen as a, a derogatory thing to do? Uh, I'm I'm going to say it's cutting the cake, and the way it's cut the cake is offensive. Well done. <laughs> Correct. Yep. So it was the way he cut the cake, and the fact that it was a uh, well, it was mainly the fact that there was a map on it, and they, they shouldn't have been using uh, like emblems or flags or anything, and and in, in that kind of way. A bit like how they say you shouldn't do anything to the, a stamp or, you know, kind of stuff like that in this country. I think it's quite loose laws and stuff like that, isn't it? But 
Anyway, uh, next. Uh, so, why, this is question number six, why was Australian Lord Mayor, an, an Australian Lord Mayor, criticised in 2014? He was the Lord Mayor of Newcastle, um, which is obviously the Australian version of Newcastle. Um, he was, A, he was found to have put his wife's birthday cake on his expenses, a cake which cost him in excess of 700 Australian dollars. Or B, he was pictured in front of a birthday cake moulded into the shape of an envelope with money spilling out of it, which was a reference to rumours uh, and, in, and investigations into him allegedly giving envelopes stuffed with money to some favoured MPs. Uh, well, neither of, which, neither of those would particularly surprise me. Um, expenses wife's birthday cake, I'd say that's quite plausible. Where, whereabouts would you say where was, whereabouts Newcastle is? Is it in... Uh, New South Wales, I think, isn't it? Newcastle. Not 100% sure. I, I've not done that much research. Sydney. Um, I, th- I think there's quite a lot of Ameri- uh, Australian politicians who maybe aren't the best politicians in the world, and generally it's got a bit of a... They, they have, I think they have slightly checkered politics, in all honesty. Um, but I I think it's going to be that he expensed his wife's birthday cake. No. So it was the fact that he he was pictured smiling in front of a birthday cake that was a, a birthday cake in the shape of an envelope stuffed with cash, and um, this is in in, re- in reference to the fact that yeah he was a- accused or there was investigations into apparently giving envelopes, allegedly giving envelopes stuffed with money to some favoured MPs, uh, Hunter MPs I think is possibly a party in that in that country maybe I'm not sure, uh, but it's claimed uh, that this was that this incident was a, a cake at his surprise birthday party. Uh, and obviously being done um, in jest, uh, but he admitted that uh, clearly the cake was in bad taste. Um, there you Is go. It not very nice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, American Kensal Davis. So it's a lady called Kensal Davis, in, uh, Kensley Davis, sorry, in America, not famous or anything like that. Got a surprise in 2019 on her twenty uh, fifth birthday when which of the following happened? A She'd contacted a cake maker asking for a personalised cake for her 25th birthday, asking for a Moana theme cake. Moana being the popular animated Disney film, if you didn't know that. The cake decorator misheard the request, and what Kensal Davis actually received was a cake with a decorative marijuana leaf on top of it. <laughs> or B, rather than receiving a wedding cake, she ordered, she received a wedding cake meant for a gay wedding ceremony with two figurines, uh, male figurines in suits on top of the cake. Um... Well, again, both both fairly plausible. I mean, I'm sure I've heard stories where someone's asked for a cake and they've said, I just want the name of the person iced on the top of it, and it just comes up with the name of the person iced on the top of it. <laughs> haven't written on there. So I think that's certainly plausible. Moana and marijuana. Yeah, Moana and marijuana. <laughs> that's certainly... That's, I think that could happen. I'm going to say it's the first one. Moana and marijuana. Do you also want it to be that one? I would... I would well, well, no, because I, I see there's no issue with having two male statues on the top of a cake. No, not that. that you just... want it to be the funniest one, is what I mean. Yeah, I'd quite like it to be that. You are correct, yeah. So <laughs> it was a bit of a shock for her when uh, she up. But the, the strangest thing is on the other side of the cake, she must have asked for two different halves of the cake decorating. So um, on one side, she'd got like a, you know, kind of one of those like My Little Pony type uh, things on there. Uh, and on the other side, a marijuana leaf. So it's like, not only did the cake maker miss here and asking for Moana, but the cake maker must have thought, so they want they want a My Little Pony next to a marijuana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
so there you go. Yeah. Next one, we're on to the final uh, little part of this quiz, which is cake or fake. Okay. So these are going to be some cakes, and you well, I, I let, I'm going to say the cakes, but you've got to say, tell me if they are cakes or if they are fake and they are something else. Okay. So are you ready? First of all, a babka. Is it cake or fake? Babka. Um, now, I, I, I suppose I'm not really being assisted by your pronunciation here, but a bab- babka does sound quite cake-like. Babka. Um, babka. Uh, I'm going I'm to say that's cake. Well done. You are right. It is um, an Easter cake with icing on from Poland. Yeah, I was going to say it's Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Um, probably sounds a bit like baklava. Mm-hmm. Popular Eastern European cake. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Okay, I, by the way, I can hear so you. Yeah. I've taken my microphone out of microphone stand just because my back's a little bit trying to get into the position where I can effectively speak into the microphone. We'll be over soon for sure. Don't worry. Next then. Right, so, Boston cream pie. Um. Well, are we talking <laughs> Lincolnshire or Massachusetts? I think uh, I I can't give anything de- any details. I'm afraid. I think we must be talking Massachusetts here. Boston cream pie. Um. Probably not one you'd want to Google, um, <laughs> but I will. I think that I think that might. I think that's going to be cake. Well done. Uh, yes, it is an egg custard chocolate style cake, but obviously cream pie giving away that it's kind of American because that's what they tend to call a lot of cakes over there, and it we don't tend to really refer to that over here for certain stuff unless it is actually a pie that's got cream in it. I don't know. It'd be a bit of a strange pie, wouldn't it, really? Next pie then. tends to have, like, meat and potato in it and yeah. steak and ale or yeah. cheese and onion, that sort of stuff. Next, then. Pretzel dip. Pretzel dip. I mean, he, what did Pretzel dip invent back in the 1970s? You remember uh, Pretzel dip as well? Really well-known person, actually. Um, I think that Pretzel dip... I mean, uh, that can't be a cake, can it? I mean, again, America are well into the pretzels. Um, it is quite a big thing. Have you ever had one of the really big pretzels? I don't really like them. I think they're too. I find them too dry. I don't really get well, you can it. Sort of, you can sort of taste taste of anything really. I suppose you can kind of get different flavours into there. Um, he tends to cut them because it it sort of bursts out. But I think that's going to be fake. I don't think that's, I think that's fake. Well done. Three out of three on cake or fake so far. So do you know what pretzel dip is, or do you want to have a guess at what it is? If it's not a cake, what do you think it is? Well, is it some kind of dip? That <laughs> Make sense. You might say it's you, oh, might, you might say it's a type of dip, I suppose. Um, oh, go on then. So you have to reveal what it is. It's a sex position. Is it? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Does it involve an element of dipping? Yeah. <laughs> Does it involve two kind of intertwining? Well, I suppose it looks like a pretzel. I guess is probably what's going to happen. Next, then, Ali Slopper. Ali Slopper. It could um, be Sloper. How's Ali spelt? A L A double L Y, and then Slopper S O S L. O P E R. Um, so that's presu- Ali spelt as in the name. Yeah. Ali McBeal, for example, or yeah. uh, or Ali McCoy. Not not of which I'm making the suggestion get involved in slopping anything. Um, <laughs> Ali, so it could be short for Alexander. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's cake. You would be wrong. So what do you think it is? An Ali slopper. Uh, I was thinking it might be some kind of Greek moist cake. No. Ali, Ali, Ali is in Alexandra. So, Alexandria. Do you remember we once played a game on this podcast called uh, Paint or Horse? Uh, yes, we did, yeah. So Ali Slopper is actually a horse that won the Grand National in 1915. Well done. There you go. Oh, during the war? 
Well, During the first go. World War, they were still running the Grand National. It appears to be. They're the only one who competed in it. <laughs> Next then, Berry Grunt. Um, is he not the fellow who created Motown? <laughs> or was that Berry Gordy, wasn't it? Um, I think. Um, Berry Grunt. Sure, I can't, you can't have a cake called Grunt, can you? So that must be... I mean, Berry obviously does sound plausible because you can have various raspberry, strawberry, loganberry, um, and all that sort of stuff. So... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's fake because I don't think it's a berry grunt cake. Yep, a berry grunt cake is real. So it's just, it's obviously got berries in it, but it's, it's quite a plain sort of oaty type of cake, and we've served up with berries and stuff on the side. But yeah, it's a real name for a, a dessert dish or cake dish, or whatever. Next, then, a Johnny cake. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, what exactly could this? Possibly contact. <laughs> I don't know. A, 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 is it Johnny referred to something else in different countries? Maybe. Um, I think. Has it got quite a, a? If it's not cooked right, it kind of ends up with a bit of a rubbery taste. Um, or do you eat it on the toilet? As some countries yeah, might call it. Yeah. I. I. Again, I think that's fake. No. So that one is a cake, and it's a type of cornmeal cake made from cornmeal, however. Next then, Princrum, no, sorry, Princum, Prancum. Princum, Prancum. Princum, Prancum. I think it's possibly a cake that's quite popularly given out to the National Tongue Christmas Convention, isn't it? <laughs> um, prin- <sighs> I'm assuming it's not an English type cake, you would have thought, with that kind of name. So, are we thinking some kind of maybe Indian? I'm going to say possibly some of Indian cake, maybe. I lost you slightly for a little bit cake. there, um, but you're going to say cake. Let's have a look. Yeah. Wrong again. You started off so well, Fisher, in this one. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. So it's actually 16 uh, slang from 1630 for sex. So they'd say, "Do you want to fancy a bit of prancum, prancum?" Really? Yeah, in 1630. Next, then. Right, I'll four. <laughs> Fat Rascal. Uh, I, I know this one. Uh, and it's a... This is a cake. A Fat Rascal. Um, and go on. It's a cake. Go on. Play you. I don't know. I know this because... Uh, have you ever been to Betty's Tea Shop in... There's one in Harrogate. There's one in York. Um, you can go there and get a cake. It's too posh for me, but I've walked... It's too posh for me, but I've walked past it. Yeah, it's... Um, I've never, I've never eaten in there, but we have bought a cake from there. It's a popular place to go to. I think there's normally quite a big queue outside to get in because it's quite a popular place. Um, and they sell fat rascals. And the reason I know that is because someone I was with was telling me that when they'd been in previously, there was an American who came in who wanted a fat rascal, got a bit confused in terms of the name, and came in and said, "Hey, I want, a, I want one of those fat bastards. Can I have a fat <laughs> bastard?" I want a fat bastard. <laughs> uh, and then he said, uh, actually, I think it's called a fat rascal. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll have a fat rascal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well done. It's a dried fruit peel and oats cake. There you go. Next, honest, then. I am overly impressed. You did taste it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we bought a, bought a fat We can't, not with a name like that, can we? <laughs> Next, then. Snow Angel. Uh, well, they're not cakes, are they? It's what you do when you go out in the snow and... Flap your arms and legs around, surely. Mm. But I'm assuming that's not it. I'm assuming there might maybe a cake. It's not. It's no, not. I'm... It's also not a description for uh, for Nicola Sturgeon. She's a snow angel. Hey. 
Um, she might be watching. She's not allowed to go out of the house, is she? So, mm. since everybody's got the station stuff. I a snow angel. I think it could be that. I think it could be some kind of heavily iced bun. I'm going to say cake. So again, a snow angel is a sex position. You can think about okay. what that might look like yourself. Next, then, a spit cake. Well, oh, are you saying that if this is not a cake, that it's a sex position as well, or, <laughs> or not? Spit cake. Uh, I can't think of. I can't particularly think of why you would have something called a spit cake. So I'm going to say, unless it's something that I think of animals that spit quite a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> alpacas, as you mentioned earlier, obviously cuckoos. These of which I think go particularly well into making cakes. So I think I think it's fake, but I'm going to go against my instincts. I'm not doing very well, so I'm going to say cake. Well done. Yeah, it is actually a cake. It's a term for a hollow, cylindrical cakes prepared on a rotating spit in several European countries. So a bit like how they do sort of roast pigs and stuff like that, or roast hog or whatever. Um, so there you go. Next, Golden Miller. A Golden Miller. Um, again, sounds cake-like, but it sounds a bit bready. Because uh, the mill, Miller's obviously making flour and all that sort of stuff, aren't they? As opposed to cakes as opposed to, and sort of bread. But then bread and cake's not that much different, is it, really? So gold, I'm going to say that... I'm going to say that it's fake. And you would be... Correct. Well done. So what do you think it is? I think it might be a type of bread. Nope. It is another horse that won the Grand National. Oh, and right it's uh, so it could play cake or horse, really, couldn't we, really? Uh, 1934, it uh, won the Grand National, that one. And then finally, then, Whoopi Pies. Whoopi Pies. Um, well, is this anything to do with Whoopi Goldberg or not? <laughs> um, obviously, Whoopi Goldberg's career, I mean, she greatly missed out by not marrying Peter Cushing um, and changing her <laughs> name to Whoopi Cushing. Uh, I think that Whoopi Pies. It's a great name, isn't it? So I'm, 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 I'm just hoping it's true. So I'm going to go with cake. You think it's a cake? I think it's cake. Well done, you're correct. So actually, uh, in that one, you only got three wrong. No, four wrong. So out of out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, but four wrong. Not too bad. I think I, I think I started well and finished well. I think it was just my bit in the middle that was made to give it. Uh, <laughs> Found to be wanting a little bit. Well, there you go. That was uh, Cake or Fake. And before that, uh, questions about controversial cakes. I hope you enjoyed that, Fisher. Very much so. I'm quite hungry now. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, listening today or watching live or whatever, or however you are uh, taking this podcast in. Uh, we're actually also on Amazon Podcast now as well. So if you if you are an Amazon person, you can actually subscribe on Amazon as well. If you if you listen that way, but obviously watching us is uh, through Facebook or YouTube. Uh, sorry if uh, this video or this stream in particular has broken up a couple of times. Still under uh, when a new new facility, <laughs> so trying to make sure that the uh, the Wi-Fi and everything's as strong as possible. So. I'll have another look at that over the course of this week, see if I can fine-tune it a little bit. Something I wanted to point out, Fisher, is that there's been a new podcast released this week by um, Chris Evans and his team from Virgin right. Radio. And uh, they've I think they've called it the How to Wow podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. So, if anything... Well, I might bring a few listeners in for us, yeah. Could bring in a few, you know, following our success yeah. when, when people thought we were the... Uh, 
World of Warcraft podcast. <laughs> we might yeah. get a few more now. Um, unless it's a podcast about how to, to do a great job like us, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Could be. Could well be. Um, so that's good. Uh, say obviously, you can follow our podcast on... Um, well, go on, Jimbo, you know more about social media than I do. All the usual, Twitter, all the usual places, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on a, most podcasting services now as well. Spotify, Amazon, yeah. iTunes, yeah. Apple Podcasts, everything really. So, you know, plenty yeah. of ways to listen, watch, whatever. So, hope you enjoyed today. It's been a long one, so we'll not stay too much longer. Thank you very much, Fisher. Thank you very much, Jimbo. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.